Welcome to Alitics Podcast. In this episode, we speak to Rob Reese, who recently opened Rob's Rock School right here in Lititz. He talks to us about what inspired him musically at an early age and tells us more about his school. Enjoy the conversation. What music means to me is it's a common ground. You know, it's it's a place where we can all just, you know, agree on and get together and learn. And, you know, there's nothing else in there but just having fun and learning together and growing together. Today's guest is Rob Reese of Rob's Rock School right here in Lititz, Pennsylvania. And Rob's going to be telling us about his career, what inspired him to pick up the guitar, and all about his new rock school. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, why don't we start in the beginning? Tell us when you arrived to Lititz. Did you grow up here? Did you go to school here? Um, actually, I came to Lititz uh, in 2011, about the end of 2011. Uh, I was working in food service and found a job at Linden Hall School for Girls. And so that's kind of what got me started here in Lititz. Okay, so you've, you've been living here ever since or? Correct, yes. Okay, great. And um, where did you attend uh, high school then? Actually, I went to Lancaster Mennonite High School. Uh, okay. So I grew up in Chester County and um, I, was, I transferred over to Lancaster Mennonite in eighth grade. Well, maybe you know Tim, because that's where Tim went to high school, too. No way. Yeah, yep, graduated in 2013. Oh, my gosh, that was, like, you know, just only a few years ago. But, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, I was an LMH grad. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm a little older than you. I graduated in 2006. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was a few years. So was, like, Taylor Kinney part of your class? Did you, Oh, man, there's so many people. I know, right? Uh, Taylor, gosh, that name sounds so familiar. I bet you if I saw his face or went through the yearbook, I'd probably recognize him. <laughs> so. Probably. So, 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 Rob, why don't you tell us, um, in high school, what were some of your classes in school? What was your earliest memory of being exposed to music? Well, my earliest memory of being exposed to music actually was probably when I was uh, really young, like four or five years old. Um, singing in the choir at my church. Um, and uh, my mom was always a singer in the choir. And so that kind of got my start with being interested in doing something musical. Um, but then in third grade, uh, I wanted to learn how to play the trumpet. And so my uncle got me a trumpet and he came down, taught me a few notes and then I was in the concert band in elementary school. So what um, inspired you to pick up the guitar then? Actually, it's a funny story. Um, I met a guy in my grandparents' development just before seventh grade year started. And he had an electric guitar under his bed and I had no clue how to play. And I was like, oh, this thing is so cool. It was red with a white pick guard. And I was like, can I try it? He let me try it. And he said, man, you suck. And that irritated me. <laughs> And so uh, I asked for a guitar for Christmas. And so I, my goal was to be better than him. I actually never saw the guy again. I guess they moved or something. But um, but I loved it so much that I kept playing. And the day I got my first guitar, one of my sister's friends came over and played the intro riff to Crazy Train.
and like I watched him play it. I was just so fascinated. And I was like, teach me how to do that. So my first day playing guitar, I learned the intro riff to Crazy Train. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. And so within the first eight months of playing, I actually had the whole song, including the guitar solo down. After three months of playing, I started playing with the uh, youth group at my church. And so it, that's really kind of what got me started um, performing, playing with other people. And I mean, honest to God, I had no clue what I was doing at the time. It was just kind of like I used what I knew from the trumpet and tried to marry that in with uh, the notes on the guitar. So that's how I was kind of able to figure out at least enough to get by a little bit. Right. So. What were some of your favorite musical acts growing up and now into adulthood? Have you noticed that your musical tastes have changed or have you kind of expanded your taste in, in uh, music? Yes and no. Um, so growing up, I had a really good friend that got me into stuff like Green Day, the Google Dolls, um, a, a lot of that 90s alternative rock, Nirvana, Silverchair, Rage Against the Machine, you know, kind of some of that. Uh, more heavier alternative rock stuff. Um, but then once I discovered Randy Rhodes, it was like all big hair and tight leather. You know, <laughs> anything from the 80s was like, yeah, you know, I love the 20 minute guitar solos and um, the explosives on stage. So Van Halen was a big inspiration. Um, Iron Maiden then and Metallica. Um, and then I started to get into dream theater and more progressive rock stuff like Rush and those kinds of things. And um, in my early 20s, I discovered Eric Johnson, who's kind of like a uh, blues fusion player and probably hands down one of the best guitar players I've ever listened to. So I get a lot of inspiration from him. Um, but I mean, today I kind of listen to everything um, from from Taylor Swift to Slayer. So that's great. <laughs> it, just, it just depends on what mood I'm in. Well, uh, as, a, as a guitar player, and this certainly isn't a household name, but probably my favorite and, and I don't play, but my favorite guitarist of all time is a name you might recognize, Paul Gilbert. Yeah, Paul Gilbert. Yeah, one of the first songs I learned from him was uh, Scarified. That was from mm -hmm. his band Racer X. Right, right. Before Mr. Big. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. So let's flash forward now. Zest uh, in Lidditz. I understand for many years during Second Fridays, you would play guitar in the window. How, how did that all come about? How did you make that connection? Well, um, actually, the owner of Zest, Sharon Landis, is my mother-in-law. Okay. I see. Uh, so um, I'm kind of married into a family of entrepreneurs. Um, and I mean, ever since I've known the Landises, they've known that I've played guitar and, you know, they've, you know, seen me grow the business and everything. And um, so one second Friday, oh gosh, I think that was back in 
So they bought Zest in 2012. I, I think by like middle of that year, around May or June, married Sharon Landis's daughter, Rachel. So they've known since like day one that I met them that I was a guitar player. And um, within the first couple months of Sharon owning Zest, uh, she had asked for me to play on a second Friday. And uh, so I set up initially like inside the store, not in the window. And then we got the idea one day, maybe I should play in the window and see how that goes. So I played in the window and um, yeah, so since like 2013, I think uh, I've been playing in the window there at Zest. That's cool. And, and what's that experience like? I mean, I, I, I can imagine that you get a lot of passers-by stopping and listening and admiring you. Um, how, is that kind of, would you say that sort of uh, opened the door for you to performing live or were you performing uh, in front of people before that? Oh yeah, I've been performing in front of people for quite a while. So when I was 17, I was actually in a Christian rock band and we actually went on tour in between um, the summer between my 11th and 12th grade year and we went as far south as South Carolina and all the way up to Massachusetts to do wow. some performing. Well, um, what was that? So, I mean, I've been, yeah, that's great. I've been, yeah, I've been playing shows for many years. Um, so playing over at Zest, honestly, it's probably the most relaxing performance I've ever experienced. You don't have the stress of the whole band. It's a really easy setup. Um, there's not too much prep work to do for it. And by <laughs> utilizing the technology we have today, I really just, I, I pull my iPad up, I go onto YouTube and pull up backing tracks and, you know, kind of whatever mood I'm feeling that evening. On occasion, I'll whip out some of the 80s <laughs> rock tunes and jam yeah. along with those. Um, but really, it, it's honestly just a super fun experience because you don't often get an audience in front of you and behind you when you're performing on stage. Uh, so, you know, you've got the people inside and, you know, you get to talk with some of the customers and then you've got the kids outside and you jump around and act like a goofball and make the kids laugh and smile and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the nice like summer evenings, you can see the people across the street over at Tide House, just like sitting there waiting. And it's like, it, it just provides a cool atmosphere for anybody walking down the street, so. Let's go back a little bit and talk about the, the band that you went on tour with. That That's really interesting. What was that experience like? <laughs> it was fun. It was, yeah, no, it's, I was a 17 year old, you know, kid and, you know, a lot of a lot of band shenanigans and just having fun and drinking way too many Starbucks double shot espressos and staying up till <laughs> wee hours of the morning and, mm -hmm. you know, just playing music together. I mean, the guy who was leading the band was a bit older, so it was really nice because he had some more experience and we had a manager. So, like, staying places, we were posted up at churches and people's homes from churches and so it was just a like it was really a good quality experience you know you weren't stuck in a van wondering where you're gonna sleep that night everything was kind of set up and ready to rock and roll and really amazing food especially down south man those mm. those people can cook when you come in and play for them they love to cook a lot of food that's great <laughs> how, how long were you on that yeah i can imagine how long were you on that tour 
Uh, it was about a month. Okay. So about three and a half, four weeks. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we just, we played a lot of churches. We did a lot of like worship sets and stuff like that for their services. And, um, and we'd play some youth events and, I think not on that tour, but with that band, the biggest show we played, there was, it was a big festival and it was about 5,000 people. So. Oh my word. Did, were you nervous well, or do you feel like, like was any other performance? Um, you know, honestly, like there, there's an energy that happens, especially when you're performing for a big crowd like that. And when people are getting into it, it just, it, you kind of feed off that energy. And so, you know, there's that before stage jitters that you get, but, once you're on and you're performing and you're into it, it's just like all that nervousness just kind of goes out the window and you're just having a fun time, you know, interacting with the crowd and getting them to like dance and sing and have fun. And, you know, it just it gives you a chance to kind of get some energy out, be a little bit of a goofball and entertain people while you're doing it and that's I, I think that's the most satisfying part is being able to connect with someone in your audience and no matter what they're going through making them feel good for those moments and that's really special so rob could you tell us a little bit more about your studio yeah i always loved music i always loved working with other musicians and so uh the idea of like the whole rock school is I want to be able to provide a facility that's going to allow for students to be as integrated in music as they would like to be without feeling that pressure of performing. So I definitely like to encourage my students um, to step out of their comfort zone. And what we offer is like group classes, uh, class two Fridays a month, and then a uh, younger kids class on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. The group classes, it's just kind of a really relaxed atmosphere where we get together, play some music and jam, and learn, the kids get to learn how to play with other musicians without feeling the pressure to perform. Um, and so what we were doing is over the past five years, I was teaching out of a little five-by-seven room at Lidditz Music Company, and we've grown the business so much. And when the opportunity came up to lease the facility behind the music store there, let's do it. Like it's a thousand square feet. We can build a stage. We can, you know, have all this stuff ready to rock and roll. So what we're working on at this point is implementing a couple ensembles. Um, so I've got a few guitar players that we're working on getting like a hard rock um, ensemble going and then a ukulele ensemble, and we'll kind of just work out some performances there. Um, but like the vision is to have an opportunity for the younger kids to be able to perform, learn, and I've actually implemented a student internship training program where um, right now I have three of my students. They've been taking lessons for about three to four years, and they're all 14 and 15-year-olds, and they're actually, they've been training for over a year to start taking over teaching guitar. So each of them now have about four or five students that they teach. And my whole thought on that is there were a few times when I was younger that I can remember being told I was too young to perform or too young to do this, that, and the other thing. And I don't like the idea of leaving a capable younger person out just because of their age. Mm -hmm. And so like students of mine that are now teaching are doing a fantastic job. And their first job at 14-year-old is teaching 
our lessons. I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, so that's kind of like a lot of what's going on in the business mindset on a regular basis. And, and tell us, so uh, you mentioned your studio, uh, give our listeners a location in case they're not familiar or have never been to Linux before. So it's on, uh, the address is 7 East Orange Street, and it's right next to the Lidditz Elementary. Um, so if you know where that is, it's, we're right across the alleyway from there. Um, if you're coming from the music store, it's, it's right around the corner from the music store. So it's technically the same building, but it's kind of like the, the very back end of that building. So how long is your curriculum? And um, Well, it, it, it depends on the student. <laughs> Some advance faster than others. Most times I can, I usually have students for roughly four to five or even six years. Um, it, it, like I said, it depends on each student. So I had one student that he pretty much went through almost everything I knew within four years. He's, he's off doing his own thing now. It's, I had another student that was through it all in about three years, and he's now um, finishing up his grad year um, in recording and music business. Uh, wow. So that's very rewarding to see those things um but most times you know especially with the younger students like six seven years old um you know we'll we'll have them on until they're <laughs> a teenager until they're you know sometimes they just don't get interested in it anymore so well and rob you bring up a good point that we were talking about the other day when kids students go through a school like this it, it doesn't always necessarily mean it's it's uh, you know it's priming them to perform on stage in in front of large crowds. Do you want to speak about that? Yeah, and, you know everybody's different. Everybody learns different. Everybody feels different about what they want to do with music. And so my goal is to be able to cater to what they want to do. If they want to sit in their room and just play for their own enjoyment, um, one of my student teachers, that's kind of all he wants to do. Really fine with me. And he's a fantastic guitar player. Um, and he's teaching other kids how to do it. And it's awesome. I've got other students that are really wanting to perform. And so, you know, we kind of cater what they're learning to that. And then I try and provide as many opportunities as I can. Um, so I've had students out with me playing for second Friday and let it's, you know, in the window and I'll give them like a, and say, here you go, have fun. <laughs> wow. um, awesome. Yeah. And, and so it's my, my whole mindset of it is I, I just want to make sure that everyone is feeling happy and confident in what they're doing. But my, I also like to encourage stepping out of the comfort zone as well. So their comfort zone is in their own plane for themselves. Just get your rear end of the group class. Do it once, and I won't bother you again. <laughs> so. Yeah. What, what What are you hearing uh, now from your students as far as what they're primarily into? Are they still into a wide variety of, like, Beatles to Nirvana? Or has that kind of been zeroed in more uh, more, uh, more recent artists? What, what, what are you seeing? You know, it's all over the board. Um, I've got uh, one student who's real into like 50s and 60s kind of music. And um, so that's it, some of those styles of music. Our chords are a lot more complicated um, and involved. And so that's really cool to kind of see because it's a little more like jazz oriented. 
Um, I've got other students who are really big into like the ACDC and Metallica. And, you know, I've had students that are super into like Megadeth and a lot of the heavier stuff. And then, I, you know, you get the other end of the spectrum where, you know, they love Imagine Dragons or like Green Day, Blink-182. Um, I've got one that really loves Taylor Swift. So we learn a lot of her stuff and um, students that are into country and I mean, it's, it is all over the board. So, you know, being an instructor, it's, uh, I, I love having <laughs> Google at my disposal uh, <laughs> because it really opens up the door to be able to learn so much more material um, and be a versatile guitar player. You must have other instructors to manage all those, all those students, right? Or how does that work? What does that look like? Yeah, so um, I do have uh, one I'll put and quote full-time employee. His name is Henry Dvorak. Um, and he's actually a Lidditz local. He was born and raised here in Lidditz. And he is, I just, I love listening to him play. Like when he comes into the group class and like he's jamming with us, like he just does this stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. He and I should be in a band, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's so great with the kids. Our personalities are quite different. So it's it makes it really great if a student is like feeling like they're more comfortable with him and I'm a little too energetic. You know, we can transfer back and forth. But he teaches about, I think, I have 22 to 25 students a week with us. Um, and I'm still teaching about 30, 30 to 35. And then each of my student teachers has about three or four students that their teachings so wow that's that's great yeah. well tell us tell us again your your location how people can get in touch uh social media all those things how you know if somebody out there wants to become one of your students how do they how do they go about that um yeah so the address is seven east orange street let it's pa and um you can always give me a call on my cell phone number at 717-224-0412. Um, so right now, actually, I've I've never done any sort of online marketing other than I have posted my business on the Google business listing. So you're always welcome to check that out. And uh, I try and upload photos as I'm renovating um, the building. So doing a lot of painting and stuff. It was a thousand square feet of purple. It's not purple anymore, I promise. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so you're yeah, saying she, Prince, Prince had a practice space there? or <laughs> Wait, what's that? Uh, did Prince have a practice space there? I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, so too bad he's not still with us. Otherwise, uh, he'd certainly be allowed to teach some music lessons there. Right, right. Um, but he, his rate would have to be adjusted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but... Um, but yeah, so you can always, anybody can look on Google, just type in Rob's Rock School and we'll pop up um, or give me a shout or email. All my contact information is with Google. Um, currently, I am in the process of designing and building a website. So once that's up and running, uh, we have the domain and everything. We're just working out the layout of it. Now. Yeah, okay. Anything else you want to tell our listeners? Anything else you, you want to plug or uh, talk about as far as your school? It, it, it's, how does, I, I, I guess it's just appointment only, right? Somebody can't just walk in and book a sign up. Because I imagine they're, you're constantly giving lessons with all those students. Yeah, I mean, certainly, honestly, anybody's welcome to walk in. 
Um, you know, if they're interested, I'm not going to tell them to get out. I'm, t I'm teaching a lesson right now, you know? Um, so, and, you know, students, people understand that. So they're welcome to just walk in, check it out, take a look around the facility. Um, my newest student actually just walked in on Thursday afternoon. So mm -hmm. I was, <laughs> I had a little break and so, you know, it, it worked out really well that way. But yeah, no, just a shout out to, you know, everybody in the town who's made this possible, everybody locally who takes lessons with us, because I mean, without the people who are taking lessons, this wouldn't be possible. And, and then uh, just another thing real quick for any like local businesses or anything there, I do actually have a GoFundMe page. So one of my business models has been to create, uh, to build a business debt free. Um, and we do have um, some fiscal goals here with getting a new sound system and recording system. Um, so if you just go to GoFundMe and go to Rob's Rock School or type in my name, Rob Reese, you'll see a picture of me there. And uh, certainly if any businesses are interested in partnering with us, I would certainly be grateful for that. What is music playing to you? And like, what is it being that teacher and being that, being that someone for someone to look up to and learn from? Like, what does that mean to you? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> well, I'm going to share some experience, strength, and hope. Um, so when I was a late teen, my parents ended up getting a divorce and basically left me homeless at 19. I really had nowhere to go, so I found a place just south of Philly to uh, volunteer with a homeless mission. And so I learned how to cook. Um, so I cooked meals for the homeless. And I was uh, living there and uh, just... I started living there at the homeless mission and then I became a house manager um, of the mission down there in Chester, PA. And I had a wonderful mentor down there and he really taught me the value of investing in other people's lives. Uh, he taught me the value of getting out of self and overcoming fears. And if I wouldn't have had that, I don't think I would be in the same place that I am today. So you know, through that whole experience, the only thing that I had with me left during that time was actually my my guitar. And so I would, uh, when, so the way that the mission was set up for dinner time, um, the anybody that was homeless or needy would come in, and I would play worship service for them, um, and then you know preach a message, and then the public would go in and have dinner there at the mission. And so, you know, I was able to really use those gifts to serve others. And so that's part of the reason that I have the mindset I do today of really taking care of the kids, taking them under my wing and showing them and leading them and guiding them because they're the next generation of musicians. They're the next generation of people who are going to lead our country, you know. And so I might be the only example of leadership that they might see. And so every day I want to live in that leadership. Um, and so, you know, what music means to me is it's a common ground. You know, it's, it's a place where we can all just, you know, agree on and get together and learn. And, you know, there's nothing else in there but just having fun and learning together and growing together. And so all the experiences that I've had through life, you know, allows me to be the leader and mentor that, um, I hope that <laughs> I hope that I can be, you know, for them and in their lives. So, yeah, great answer, great answer. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Thank, thank you. I know I'm not one of your students, but I think that I wish there was more people like you that would just like be there for people and just help out and just just be someone for someone. I think that's awesome, and I applaud you for that. Now I'm going to kind of ask a couple a couple personal questions since we're here in Lidditz. Um, what is a typical day for you? <laughs> and when and when do you sleep, if ever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. All right, so um, most so most days, uh, five a.m., five thirty a.m. I'm up, and by the time I'm at my second cup of coffee, I'm doing accounting and bookkeeping between five thirty and six a.m. And so, and, and figuring out scheduling for the day and the weeks ahead, and trying to plan everything, and doing as much as I can. And then at seven o'clock. Every morning, I have a uh, small group with some friends from church that we do from 7 to 8 a.m. And so usually during that time, and that's a virtual Zoom meeting that we do. And then usually during that time, I'm feeding my youngest, who's eight months old. Um, and <laughs> lots of baby smiles. Then at uh, 8.30, I'm out the door. I head over to my father-in-law's car lot, and I work there at the car lot from 9 a.m. until whenever I have to leave to get over to the studio. And then usually I'm over to the studio sometime early afternoon or mid afternoon and teach till the evening time. Um, and then I come home and I have two wonderful girls and an amazing wife. So my oldest is four years old and the youngest is eight months. And so when I come home, the <laughs> it's time for the missus to have a break and I get to have playtime with my daughters and I usually do bed and bath time and then watch a little bit of lie to me and pass out about 10 o'clock <laughs> and then wake up and do it all over. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So now you're also saying your second cup of coffee by like 6am. What are, what's either your favorite place to get coffee and then what is like your favorite place to go in downtown Lidditz? Oh, all right. Favorite place to get coffee is definitely Dosi Do. <laughs> primarily yeah, because more episodes, yeah, yeah. Primarily because it's the easiest to get to. <laughs> yeah. Some days I practically jump out the back window of my studio to go get coffee. <laughs> Dosi Do. <laughs> um, but their Southwest Chicken Wrap is like hands down my favorite sandwich there. Like, I love that thing. It's amazing. And I always get one. Um, and then if you really want to mess with the employees there, you can go there at one forty-five and ask for a triple bacon burrito. Mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my favorite place to go in Lidditz, uh, let's see. Well, either the music store, really love going to uh, Lidditz Music Company. Right there, of course. Um, so we have a we have a mutual friend in Ben, huh? Yes, we do. All right. <laughs> yeah, Ben's a great dude. Yeah, um, I do love perusing around at the guitars over there at um, Tone Tailors. Mm -hmm. um, so that's fun. But honestly, my favorite place is Speedwell Forge. Is that right? Yeah. Tell us about that. I mean, I mean, I know, I know, we know what it is, but yeah. Um, so there's a couple pieces to that whole area. There's a big lake to go to. They have a lot of fishing and, um, uh, you can do like kayaking and boating there. Um, but, um, just north of the lake, 
there's a little pull-off right next to the wolf sanctuary and there's about two and a half to three miles of trails back there Mm -hmm. and my daughter and i my oldest my four-year-old and i go all the time there we go walking around next to the creek and like it's just it's so fun it's peaceful um and there's just there's so much out there to see the wildlife we've seen rattlesnakes out there frogs and all that kind of stuff and we go swimming in the creek during the summer when it's hot and you know it's just uh it's just a wonderful close getaway and uh just kind of reconnect and reset the reset the brain from the busyness of life so sure sure now this is a question that we ask basically all our guests here on the podcast and Corey's probably going to be like, yes, it is. <laughs> but since we are in, since we are in Lititz, Pennsylvania, and since we, I think have the best, um, you know, chocolate company around <clears throat> Wilbur, um, I'd like to know what is your favorite? Is it milk or dark chocolate? Oh, it depends on what mood I'm in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think both the milk and dark chocolates are fantastic. Some days I'm just in a sugar craving and I just get a box of like both and just manhandle the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, I love them both. Wilbur makes some fantastic chocolate. Thank you so much, Rob, for uh, spending the day with us today and talking about uh, Rob's Rock School. We're so happy for you and congratulations and here's to future success. And thanks to our listeners for listening to Elidit's podcast. <laughs>